This is Shop Talk with Jeff and John. This is a podcast about bicycles and all things bicycles, but it's more than that. We also discuss our adventures, not only on the bike, but off of it as well. We may or may not be experts, but we definitely have something to say. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shop Talk. How you doing, Jonathan? Hey, I made my own uh, spicy Asian Panera chicken salad. Did I say it right? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I cooked. Oh, okay. Wait, you said cooked it and took, salad. It so took, I don't... <laughs> Yes, I did. I made my own dressing. And you're super excited about it, too. <laughs> well, as you can hear, Vinny is joining us I'm again sorry, this I week. Was, I was trying to wait until, but that, I mean, <laughs> that, come you, on. You can't wait. No. When, he, when he comes across with something like that, no. it's just like, I am proud of myself. Well, you should be. We're proud of you, too. I had no idea that uh, salad dressing ultimately has a lot to do with vinegar. Mm-hmm. Unless you live on a ranch. What? A yep. hidden in a hidden valley? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then there's that one. Say that one time? What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Say yeah. that again. If you live on a ranch. Uh-huh. But yeah. the ranch is in a hidden valley. Oh yeah. good lord. <laughs> now you feel bad about asking uh, for us to say is, it again. Right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Dad jokes. Um <laughs> I I had some dad jokes for you, but you know, I've got one. I've got one. Okay. Which concert can you go to for 45 cents? A 50 cent concert? F- featuring Nickelback. <laughs> 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 Boom. Nice. Oh. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. He's got them all day. Yeah. But we're, we're not. <laughs> I don't think we're going there. So that's that. Um. So this week, I just want to talk briefly, um, because this is the time of year for the previous two years that you and I, you you and I, you and I, Jonathan and myself have done our annual backpacking trip or annual trip. Sort of seems to get lost, kind of lost in the shuffle, but it's sort of what we're talking about later, um, getting our, our adventure bikes or our backpacking bikes together. But I just wanted to talk about backpacking for a minute because my brother-in-law and his wife, who live in Cleveland, who rafted the Grand Canyon with us, are gearing up for a spring assault on through hiking the Appalachian Trail. Whoa, that's pretty cool. And just I, and I say that because uh, you know he just recently had a birthday, so shout out Fred and Lydia Powell. Um, but they're gearing up to do the Appalachian Trail next. I think they're starting in uh, April, maybe. Yeah, April, I think. Um, I think that's the typical start time for through hiking the, the trail. But they just recently completed a um, 115-mile trip on the Appalachian Trail. They did a multi-day kind of a shakedown cruise to sort of see how things are going and what they're learning. And uh, that got me thinking about our previous Sufferfest <laughs> that we've done backpacking and um that's a commitment to through hike anything or hell just to go out there for 
for seven days and do a 115-mile backpacking trip. That's, that's quite an endeavor. That's quite a big, big undertaking, I think, because I look at sometimes just, I don't want to say difficult or how, I mean, I, I make it more difficult than it needs to be. Like when we try to prep for our three-day trip, it seems like a lot of effort goes into it. Am I wrong? Or I think like to... to the planning. I mean, yeah. I mean, and we're not even planning like for, for you know, meal, uh, meal replenishments and anything like that, but just the planning, coordinating. Yeah. But... Man, I mean, I would die for a seven-day trip. Right? I think I would really like to do a, a four- or five-day, right? I mean, seven days is it seems like long. But I think what we've done three is our previous two trips. Our two-and-a-half days, right? Yeah, because you know? we've – well, Jonathan t- got me hooked on this thing, and I've actually used it, and we talked about it. I actually think you were involved in one of the podcasts when we talked about it. Getting that extra night – Mm-hmm. Or leaving the night before gives you that whole extra day. Like, uh, you know, Gene and I, we had an opportunity to go, to go and do things in San Diego or, you know, kind of do a staycation. But we left on a, on a Thursday night. Then you wake up, you're in San Diego. You're yeah. like, you're where you want to be. So that's a whole extra day. And when we've done our backpacking trips, it's like, you really want to leave at night? And I like night hiking. And John goes, yeah, because I want the extra night. I want the extra night. So... We go out there, and that extra night has proven to be huge on both our trips. Like the first trip, we actually we got a really good campsite, you know, and we did find hope. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jonathan's mantra on the on the first trip we ever did. I think that was his first like real grueling backpacking trip. And then last year, we we just did a suffer fest, and we actually didn't make it to our intended campsite. But we can't. So that extra night helped us out quite a bit because we got to. Oh yeah, because I mean, if we would have done that the day, you know, the next morning. Yeah. Um. Just for, oh, the, the, dude, it would have been white. Yeah. Just because from the campsite to the summit and back, we we were pretty white. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was fun. We had a good time. But it's that time of year where I I start thinking, and the weather is just super nice outside. It's like. When this weather's like it is, it really makes me think about camping or backpacking mm. or like being sleeping outdoor. You know what I mean? Camping and doing things. So I think that's one of the reasons we're going to we're talking about what we're talking about tonight, which is um, the, our setup on our adventure bikes and kind of our goals and aspirations and and things that we hope to achieve between now and the summer with said adventure bikes. And once again. Finney joins us. He joined us last week for commuting. He doesn't commute. He joined us this <laughs> week. He's joining us this week for adventure bike build up. He does, doesn't. Okay. He doesn't have an adventure so bike. So from that point of view, <laughs> me being the the guy that doesn't do that in the room, explain to all of us what what's an adventure bike. I think it's a term that that I may have made up or we've talked about it with JT and Cameron in the past. I'm just using it as a as a term to describe a bike that we're going to go out and have an adventure on, be it a back, be it a backpike, a bike packing trip. I don't want to call it a bike packing bike, or I don't want to call it a gravel bike. Mm. Don't want to call it this. I mean, it's a hardtail mountain bike that I'm converting over to be able a to commute, as we talked about last week, or to put 
I have a trailer. I'm going to carry a trailer, but I'm also going to put a rack on it that I could put panniers or saddlebags on to do a trip on the bike. So we're going to commute to an adventure spot. <laughs> Last week, we proved that's a bad idea. <laughs> well, no, I think... <laughs> Joking. I do think, though, we owe everybody that commutes on a bicycle a big, hearty an apology and a shout-out because we really didn't mean to make it sound as negative as it was. We just were expressing the obstacles that we have encountered while trying to commute. And biggest and, and Vinny's biggest obstacle is, is the hill, apparently. Just one hill. <laughs> That's it. So um you're awful quiet over there, Jonathan. No, I'm absorbing. Oh, okay, okay. Easy. Jeez. Easy. <laughs> He's eating his salad. <laughs> I'm I'm a people person. Why can't you just see that? I get along with people. <laughs> okay then. I'm looking forward to our next trip. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, so I call it an adventure bike. And I think when we did the episode back in the teens, whatever it was, I said, I'm just going to call mine an adventure bike because I plan on doing, you know, not that I don't have an adventure on my road mm-hmm. bike, not that I don't have a venture when you and I ride on the mountain bikes, but this just for, for general terms, when we're the, when, we're, when I'm talking with Jonathan, he, knew, he knows what bike I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Or if when I'm talking with Cameron, he knows what bike I'm talking it, about. It, it is kind of a purpose-built bike. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Just one that I don't plan to do anything other than loading it up with gear and going somewhere. Be it a trailer or be it, you know, and we'll get into it. I'm, you know, looking to put a rack on it and change the fort. It's your travel bike. Yeah. It's my travel a tour adventure bike. commuting gravel it's not bike. A commuting bike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I might, I might. Then he won't go. But I mean, so <laughs> he he is commuting. I know he's commuting to an adventure. To an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. There you go. Or is he uh, doing an adventurous commute? There you go. Yeah. Mm. I nailed that. There you go. See. Or, as Trina <laughs> likes to call it. Bike camping, <laughs> right? She also likes to call backpacking, walk camping. No, or hike, hike camping. Hike, hike camp- camping. Be- all because we use the term car camping. So mm-hmm. the car camping, uh, uh, was it hike camping? There's kayak camping. Yeah, that, gonna, that's on that's the a, list. That's a good one. Yeah, kayak camping. And then there's going to be bike camping. Where do you intend, because I know we've talked about it in, in one of our pre-production meetings, you talked about ultimately, where you plan on going kayak camping? Joshua Tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's a secret spot. You're not supposed to tell people. Wow. Um, Mono Lake. Oh, um, Mono Lake and uh, Lake Mead. Oh, nice. Lake Mead's a good one. Yeah. Mojave's a good one, too. I got spots for you. Mojave? Yeah, Lake, Lake Mojave. Mojave. Yeah. Lots of coves. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So yeah. Awesome. So 60 Yeah, I mean there's like your weight thingies, right? Of your kayak, how much buoyancy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can carry like 400 pounds of firewood. 
<laughs> seven pallets. <laughs> <laughs> or I could, could I tow it from behind? <laughs> just float it, yeah. Wait, what? Because w- you think the pallets are going to float because they're wood? Just, just, just a giant 700-pound anchor. Yeah. <laughs> Be sure to GoPro that because I... W- <laughs> Kayak... Sinking. They're like, they're no. They'll be like, it's like a what's that? What's that thing called? Or uh, uh, the outrigger? The the pallets will be the uh-huh. outriggers. Yeah, oh. totally. Yeah, <laughs> it'll work. It's totally gonna work. Yeah, you know what? I'll put balloons in between the cracks totally. of Just the pallets. Helium balloons. The Mylar's. question that must be answered: Have you seen it on YouTube? Because you know, if you've seen it on YouTube, you can yeah. do it. Oh, I should Google it. That'd yeah. be, Get a bunch YouTube of it. spare bike tubes from work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Fill them up where, fold them in half, and put them in the slats See, on, yeah. the, on the on yeah. the uh, on the pallets. Float those things. Just oh, ten, oh of them in a row, ten of them in a row, like a barge. Like you're pulling <laughs> <That'd be so laughs> cool. a barge with your kayak. <laughs> I should try that. It's awesome. Anyhow, yes, kayak camping. <sighs> I forget exactly <laughs> what we're talking about at this point. Um, this no. is this is uh, by the way. I think we're getting better and better at shop talk now because this is what we do. At the show. <laughs> this is this is shop. This is this, this is, is the talk at the shop. True shop talk. Yeah, yeah. true yeah. shop talk. The, the other yeah. the other last twenty five episodes were fake. <laughs> yeah. So here we there. just throw the rundown out the window. <laughs> Staged. <laughs> it was all fake. Here, it was just a big facade. Here on episode twenty-one-seven, it's all going to hell in a handbasket. But that's what shop talk is, that and we're is. changing our intro. Yep. We're changing the the moniker yep. and all of that. Just, uh. just yapping, man. That's just this. I mean, really, if you really think about it, this is what we do at work. Yeah, no, that was that was. I mean, in truly was the premise when this whole thing started back in, I think we started recording in April or May, but we I talked about it like a month before that. Uh-huh. I was like, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, oh, we'll do a damn podcast. I'm yeah, like, we're like, okay, that's think. dumb. Yeah, okay. And then talk to Jonathan, hey, let's do a podcast. What are we going to do? I don't know. Let's just call it Shop Talk. And then it's 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 evolved up and down. Sometimes it's progressed forward. And an episode like tonight has really brought us way back. <laughs> <laughs> to your roots, you mean. <laughs> Jeez, Mr. Negativity over there. Oh, man. We see it as a positive. Not, I got not salad as negative, guy over here. Not, not as negative as, our, as yeah. our commuting episode. No, that was horrible. <laughs> I mean, you should listen to it, but still, I feel really bad for commuters now. <laughs> you want to throw hot coffee at people? <laughs> No. That was your fix. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to give them hot coffee. We said hugs. You said throw hot I coffee know. at them. That's. I was really trying to be altruistic, and yeah. you're like, hot coffee. Yeah, <laughs> boiling hot coffee. In their that face. fixes everything. <laughs> what it does when it's thirty degrees outside. Sure. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this this whole commuting to adventure or adventures commuting. <laughs> Did I answer your question of what an adventure bike was I or know. no? Can you can you leave us alone now? Or? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sit down. Wow, you derailed this, man. <laughs> yeah, way to bring us right back to the shop. Really? Yeah. I and mean, we started with a dad joke. Yeah. See, did we do a dad joke this week? We did. That's yeah. We started this episode with a dad joke. Where have you been? I don't know. I, I don't... had salad. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Salad, you the dad salad joke. ranch dressing, and then Nickelback. <laughs> wow, that's all happened today. <laughs> and we're done. And thank In you. Scene. <laughs> Cut, fade to music. So, Jonathan. Yes. So, so take it away. What's... All right. I want to talk about my adventure bike. Okay. Um, wow. You... I have two. Okay. Grant, but it, I've been working. Get, okay, I was gonna say, and you have two. I was giving you the this oh, line. I, why are you flipping me off? Yeah. So I, it was two, but one was, was missing. Fingers. Yeah. yeah. Um, the um, so I just prepped my checkpoint again. Yeah. My trek checkpoint, which is a gravel bike, and um, uh, for the last year, it's had. 28 millimeter tire uh, road tires on it because I was road biking with it. Uh-huh. And then so uh, last month I put on uh, gravel tires back on, you know, 35 millimeters. Um, and uh, I'm running about 40. I'm, I've been playing with 40 and 50 PSI um, in the tires. And that's been pretty cool. Um, there is now an official comfy uh saddle on the bike so no is it a, no more road saddle is it a duplicate saddle that's on on the bike you commuted on or is yeah it, okay so you have the same saddle on both bikes now uh correct wow. wow look at you i did that um we just call him mr comfy tush yeah <laughs> wait Ooh. <laughs> me likey okay huh. Um, so then I got, uh, See? just like work. <laughs> this is just like work. I should be getting paid. I installed, uh, I installed the racks back on. So I have the rear rack and then I have the front rack. And so when I go by people are like, Hey, nice rack. Yeah. yeah. Comfy, like, Mr. Comfy Tissue. <laughs> Did a good job making that salad too. Mm. Kind of, kind of acidic salad, so. vinegar. <laughs> that is a key ingredient. <laughs> By the way, that's, that's what he's. <laughs> he did say that. Started oh. off with chemistry. <laughs> so, um, uh, let's see. I I did take uh, some pictures of the bike, and no I, I see, actually no one can I, see the pictures. I weighed stuff out too. Okay. Um, well, what do you mean they can? I, they, I'm putting it in front of the <laughs> microphone. Um. So, oh yeah, and then also like I replicated all my uh, all my gear, and I put them into my uh, panniers. So I got I have a Ortlieb panniers, um, and those are waterproof. Pretty cool. Um, so I ended up mim- mimicking the weight, and I just filled up water bottles and popped them in, whatever. So um, you so you just carried weight. You didn't actually pack every. every- I packed before, right? Okay. So I knew. I and and I had already done measurements or, or uh, I already had done weights before of my gear, so I knew what was gonna go on. So I just kind of replicated it with water. Okay, on, on that thought, then from your first trip that you did with JT, where yeah. you where you you suffered immensely and an exuberant amount of weight, have you parred down from that? Are okay, all right. So, real corrections from that first trip with JT the bike uh, was 90 pounds, 
So it never got over a hundred. Okay. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and uh, you the said- way it happened, my gear ultimately is forty five pounds, and that's with um, s- that's with six liters of water. Forty five pounds seems to be your your magic number because yeah. when we backpack, it's forty five pounds. You carry forty five pounds. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> hi, we're bike camping. So you're carrying no, <laughs> no. So, I mean, no, I seriously, that. right, right. So nothing has changed. I, all that happened was a bicycle has been added instead of work uh, uh, hiking boots. Right. You know, there's no backpack. It's just it's going into bags. Right. So the 45 pounds is following me. That's really the deal. Okay. That's why I'm kind of liking this whole uh, 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 hybrid, right, crossover, because... Like, hey, we've been backpacking for, for you know, I've been backpacking for two years. Right. You know, and then now to integrate it to the bike, it's like, oh. So which, which bike do you think you're going to lean more towards? Is it going to be? I don't know. I mean, it, it, seriously, it's it's really about where we're going and, and, and just really flavor of the month, flavor of the day. So the other bike. They're totally, both are doable. So one's a, du- okay, just so I know. Yeah. you got the dual sport. The dual sport. That's your other adventure Correct. bike. And then you have the checkpoint. Yeah. And can you set up the dual sport the exact same way that the checkpoint is set up? I Almost. Mean, okay. uh, so I have the same rear, I have the same rear rack. Okay. Um, but on the dual sport, because it's got a suspension fork on it, um, I put on Topeak Versa cages, which are just really big open, uh, like water bottle water cage. bottle cages, but they're designed. You can for put one and a half liter dry ten, bags, ten liter dry bags, ten liter dry bags. I was I was only eight and a half. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. It's close. Yeah. So, ten liter dry bags, um, and yeah, it. So I guess it's it's almost it's almost mimicking, yeah. So on 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 the checkpoint then, how big are the panniers that are up front? I forget. I (laughs) want to say they're even ten liters too, or maybe I know. Okay, so they're twenty. I have twenty liters in the rears, so forty liters, right? Yeah. Times two. Yeah, they got to be ten liters, so it's a sixty-liter so, deal, yeah. So do, then, on those, are you using like a dry bag then, or a stuff sack to carry the stuff up front? If you were used in the dual sport, what's what's yeah, yeah. And then, for packing purposes, what do you see going in there? Is that like yeah, no, kit, I so it, that's what I, <clears throat> that's the dual sport is what I used when I went to when I did my Joshua Tree trip. You know, I started at the south uh, south entrance, and I uh, biked up all the way up into boy scout um uh trailhead area um and that was a 28 mile day with 4000 feet of climbing where did That's you a lot i forgot about that where did you start in joshua tree village no i started in south entrance the, at the ranger cottonwood. station yeah near cotton like about 5 miles oh, past cottonwood. cottonwood that and that okay yeah you know, you go, you 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 where we you where go, we you go through the Choya uh, yeah. farm, okay. whatever. Oh yeah, so you came up the south, uh, so you parked there near Cottonwood Campground. Yeah, and you rode, and where did you ride to? Boy Scout Trail. 
on the other side of the park? Yeah. Damn. You on the other I'm like dumbfounded because I don't re wow. That's tw- he, yeah, because you did 28 miles. That's that's a long ways. I mean, because the speed limit there, we, 35. You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> no more than anybody. Ber- <laughs> berries and cherries. Yep. <laughs> cherries and berries. Yep. Uh, 35. So yeah. it's an hour trip from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a lot. When did you do this? I'm completely. When did I do it? I'm did like it? brain damaged right now. I don't remember when that happened. It had been last. It was cold. I mean, I could look into my social well, that, media, but I remember it being cold. It's like 55 degrees. So I had it been okay, last. Okay, the temperature is what's bringing it back. I don't know that when we talked about it, I know you were, I remember being cold. I remember you telling me that. I don't recollect or remember the route. Or when you told me the route and you told me you went to Boy Scout Trailhead and you said South Interest, I automatically just put it in my head that you came from Joshua Tree Village. So you came no. from Cottonwood. Yeah. Up across the Choya Forest and the flats through there and they did that climb. Yeah. Wow. That's because we drove that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. That was a hurt. long drive. Yeah. yeah. Well, not if you're not doing the speed limit. Well, the true goal. <laughs> so the true goal, well, because I actually wimped out, was that I was going to ride from, um, th- th- I was going to do that, that trip uh, from Cottonwood up to Boy Scout Trail. That was going to be one night. And then uh, the next night was going to be from Boy Scout Trail, uh, get back to the highway or to the, to the Joshua Tree Road or whatever that is called, um, and then get out of the west entrance and then take the 52, 62, the 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 road to 29 palms. Uh huh. Yeah. Take that all the way to the, uh, the North entrance and then climb up that North entrance. And then, uh, I would then do another night somewhere along that Utah trail or Utah, Utah Avenue or whatever. Um, and then go down South. Okay. And and so I ended up doing two days. And this was done on the dual sport. Oh, done on the dual sport. And but I, I just that four thousand feet of climbing kicked my butt, and I just said, "Yeah, I don't know uh, how yeah, well I can do this." It's coming back now. The four thousand yeah. feet, the cold. Yeah. Yeah, because it was going to end up being a ninety mile, hundred mile, or that I was. But you try were trying to, to stretch it out over three days. Correct. But the four thousand. Yeah, I remember. Okay, the four thousand feet really. Crimped your style. Yeah. Hurt, yeah. I guess we should say. Yeah. So, beca- I mean, because I was expecting, I calculated, I thought I had calculated 3,000 feet. And, okay, fine, you know, it still hurts to climb in 3,000 feet. Right. Um, but the fourth, the last 1,000 feet was, like, unexpected, mm-hmm. and I was not, I was just ready to quit even, you know. Well, yeah. the good thing is, at that part of the park, couldn't you just pulled over side of the road and camp there? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I mean, honestly, that's the good part about that area. You could have just find yeah. an offshoot, right, and sort of camped off off the beaten path there. Yeah. The weird part is uh, because it's a national park um, and the trails do, uh, do not allow bicycles. So they don't even want, like, or 
they do not allow bicycle riding. However, they do not even allow bicycles to exist on the trail. So, so on all those dirt roads or just on the hiking trails? Hiking on the trails. hiking okay. trails. The dirt roads are totally you're, fine. Yeah, you're good on a dirt road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's one of those things, <clears throat> excuse me, you take a dirt road, say you're going down Jolly to a road and you come to the California riding hiking trail, riding is for horses, and you wanted to camp off trail there, you have to leave like your bike on the dirt road and then hike the mile in. You yeah. can't even drive, take your bike. You know what I mean? So yeah. they, it's real It's real limited to yeah. what you can do unless you get down there at the bottom of like uh, geology. And that's road. why I was happy I took the dual sport because the dual sport, I, uh, I don't, uh, I don't value it as much and I'm willing for it to be vandalized. That's the way I consider it. What do you, what do you mean by vandalized? Like actually somebody St- stolen, who oh. knows what, anything. Oh, I thought you meant by like, Roughed up and beat up on the trail. It's kind of mean. That too. That yeah. too. So, yeah. so literally. Um, so um, I brought cable locks with me and I, I, I wanted to respect the, the rules. Right. So I literally uh, locked up the bike uh, to one of the signage posts, you know. And then, then hiked your and stuff in a I little bit. I just hiked my stuff in, yeah. Wow. And Hiking panniers in is not fun. Uh, yeah, that's reason to resign to be on a bike. Right? Yeah. I'm assuming. You know. So, <laughs> yeah. Did you wear them on your hips? <laughs> it was very hard. I mean. <laughs> like, a, like a gunslinger? Well, think about yeah. it. I mean, no. it's already 45 pounds of yeah. a backpack. And, and, and they're handles. And you're oh, like carrying, dude. It's my, like yeah. carrying 45 no, pounds. My fingers were about to explode. Yeah, it's like carrying 45-pound uh-huh. suitcases on yeah. a hike. Yeah. That's yeah. Right? You know, and I mean, I'm, I... I, I I I tempted to go in like what is it you know half mile in. And I, I just I think found a spot. Just walk a hundred yards and just be done a with version it. of it. So we're t- on your setup then. So that's that's the difference. But you feel that on with the dual sport and the checkpoint with the dual sport having the ten liter dry bags on each side and not panniers that you can carry your same amount. You can carry yeah. Your- so again, I'm carrying the same amount. Right, forty five pounds of gear. Yeah. The dual sport with all with all the racking ends up being forty five pounds. So that's where I got that's where the ninety pounds comes in. Okay. So it's a forty five pound bike because of all the racking. So so all the all the extra on the bike correct makes the bike dry weight forty five pounds correct. And then when you add everything to it, you got a, a gross vehicle weight of ninety pounds correct. On the checkpoint. Uh, the dry weight, I guess you'll say, is 33 pounds. Um, and then uh, ultimately, I ended up at 77 pounds. So that was, what, 44 pounds. So, so my checkpoint is 77 pounds with everything I need. Yeah. Huh. Well, I haven't done, I haven't done that math on mine yet. Um, so my bike is is a Marlin Seven frame, Marlin Six, Marlin Seven. Still a three by, which I think is going to be beneficial because I'm carrying a trailer. So I think the three by and the granite gear, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be. I'm not changing that. I'm not going to go to one bike. No, that's a winner. Yeah. Dude. So listening to. You and your previous iterations of your bikes and gearing, I'm leaving it like it is. 
It has the uh, hydraulic disc brakes, which I think you you need with the uh, with the added weight that we're going to carry. So I've extended the bars. I've put wider bars on there. I've put my old mountain bike bars on there. I've got 780s, the old, the old, the old, yeah, the old rental. No, maybe it's your. They, yeah, re- they were mine. Yeah, the yeah, old, my carbon, old carbon bars. Yeah, the old carbon 780s. So those are on there, which makes it nice. So I didn't really have to change uh, any of the uh, the housing or any of that. So it pretty much carried over. The thing that I'm debating on or de- trying to figure out is um, do I want to garage tubeless it? Because I don't think my rims are actually tubeless compatible. Ghetto tubeless, you mean? Yeah, well, <laughs> or garage tubeless, you know. Some, some duct tape and enough sealant and air pressure can almost make anything work. So I don't know. That's that's the one thing that I'm... I'm really reading on a lot of forums. People are not wanting to go tubeless with the the inconsistency of the ability to repair them while out yeah. touring. <clears throat> because my very first experience with tubeless, way back when Stan sold the little rubber strips with the built-in valve strip, yeah. you know, making 26-inch wheels tubeless that didn't, ha- didn't even know what that meant, and go to Joshua Tree and think it's all cool, and my first ride, you hit a rock and you roll a bead, and I wasn't didn't know that it took an air compressor to seat it. So yeah. there I'm out there for four days with a bike that I can't get air into. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fun. That's got to suck. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So that makes me think, well, you know, it. and then I, uh, talking to a guy today, I got completely sidetracked, and he's doing the Palm Canyon Epic, and he's he's like, he's taking tubes, and he's taking an extra tube, and it's like, you know, the little peel and stick patch kits, you can, you know, if you have, if you have that and two extra tubes and a pump, I think you'll be able to survive pretty much anything out there. So right. I think I just convinced myself the debate is over. I don't think I'm going tubeless. I'll just carry tubes and I'll get a couple of those peel and stick patch kits. And if you have CO2 cartridges, nice, but a pump, yep. you know, a frame pump or a hand pump is going to be yep. great. The one change that I want to make is I want to take the fork off. I want to take. I want to take the. Uh, S- the suspension fork, you mean? Yeah. yeah. You, you want to put like, make it rigid? Yeah, yeah. rigid. Wow. Because I, w- it, and it's funny, and it all goes back to s- what we talked about last week when you have your bike set up with all the racks on it, just how cool it looks, right? And just kind of like, yeah, I ride that. I commute. That's my bike. You know, whatever. So I thought, you know, that's partially true but we had a client in and we built up his 920 well halfway through the build we realized that we weren't you know didn't want to put the racks on it so we took the racks off but just how that bike looked with the racks on the front and rear it's like man a rigid fork is kind of old school and a lot of back bike packers when you read forms a lot of them are all on rigid forks so the key now is to find a mountain bike looking rigid fork that's going to be a hard one. Yeah, but because uh, there's a lot of hybrid rigid forks. Uh, I even have one in my garage right now, a hybrid rigid fork. So, what do you mean? Okay, clearance, I, tire clearance. Oh, how wide it's going to be? Mm-hmm. But um, like um, the Funky Monkey, uh, Surly has a lot of forks available. Oh, that, the Karate Monkey. Yeah, Karate Monkey. 
Funky. Funky monkey. <laughs> That's uh, ice cream, isn't it? Yeah. Or whatever. You I don't did know. good. But Karate Monkey, okay. So th- there are forks available for, for 29-inch wheels that you can put, you know, two-inch tires on. But they have the brazons or the mounts on the front. Granted, I say all this because I do have a trailer. But I want the ability on my build to be able to put racks on the front and rear. So you can do rack on the rear, right? Yeah. It's, it's already um, set up for that. Yeah, it's already set up for that. Mm. I mean... There is something to be said about the suspension fork, by the way. So that's why I use that Topeak Versa cage. How did you uh, attach it? Because I don't think I've seen it. It it has its own version of hose clamps. Okay. But at the end of the, at the tips of the hose clamps are water bottle mounts. Or not, yeah, whatever. So you you tighten the hose clamp on there and then it actually puts brazons on and then Mm -hmm. you can attach the thing to it. Yep. And that's, that's all, all and that all comes together. Yep. Yeah. And I can look like right now you can even purchase just the, um, just the, give me a moment. Those host clamps from Topeak. Yeah. And then you could legit just mount a water bottle cage to your fork right now. Yeah. But I think I want the ability to put more up front. Like like you like you have the ability, so well that's something to to check into. So you weighing weighing the advantages you have you have the checkpoint and you have the dual sport. One has a suspension fork and one doesn't. Um, why would you say don't count out the suspension fork? So I mean, there's I still use the suspension fork on the dual sport, right? You know, I also it also has a lockout, so that's where I get to benefit. When I'm on the road, you know, but when I'm not on the road, it's not locked out. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it's going to be dependent on the type of trips that we want to do or where we're going to go. If it's mostly road, then I could get by with a rigid fork, don't you think? No, totally. Yeah. I mean, okay. So there's the economical thing and then there's the fun thing. Yeah. Right now you have a bike with a suspension fork that functions. Right. No, so no, it does. There you go. You know, and well part of the part of the day's topic is, you know, things we'd like to do to the bike. I don't know. Does the trailer have suspension? Is it the what kind of trailer is it? It's a Yakima Bob trailer. So does that have a shock on it? Mm-mm. No shock. Okay. Yeah. It just pivots up and down the way it mounts it uh it's got pivots that uh mount to the aux- axle. Okay. So the trailer pivots up and down and, and you know, will lean. And you can lean the bike way over, which brings me to probably a piece of equipment I'm going to put on the bike regardless of what's happening. And I, and, and I told this to Don. I think it was, oh, yeah, you have to do it. I've got to put a kickstand on it because yeah. with that trailer, with gear, even if it was had a rack, you, you can't just lean it against Mm-mm. something. And that trailer makes it impossible for it to lean against you, something. Uh, you want to get that that double kickstand that I have on my dual sport. Yeah. Would that fit on the Marlin? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we have one at the shop. I was actually looking at that. that yeah. That. No, dude, that's been such a lifesaver. Like, it, and it, what's that's what sucks on my gravel bike because there's no room for a kickstand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it basically because with 
even with weight and you lean it over to kickstand, you, the bike could still fall over. But this one holds the bike. Level, right, right. Yeah. When you use a, a, a traditional kickstand, how, you know, it leans to the left um, with all that weight, the kickstand can't support it. And then so the double kickstand, you know, think of a motorcycle for the listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you lift up the motorcycle and then the, yeah. the, the, the keeps, double keeps kick, the back kickstand. wheel off the ground. And Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I haven't decided. Like I said, Jonathan, I have a, I have a functioning bike right now with a trailer, and it's ready to go. The thing I have to figure out, and, and even backpacking-wise, it seems like sometimes I take things and I don't take things, and my trips are sometimes inconsistent. But I do know I want to get the, uh, the sleeping pad that you have. The one that you know, I want, um, so it's the Rugged Mountain sleeping pad, and I got that one for like 30 bucks or something. And and even at that time, it was buy one get one free. Um, I just looked up the company, and the company's gone. So, um, <laughs> well, it's, you know, that buy one get one free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the demand. So you just got to find something else. That's yeah. the unfortunate because part. But I, I did like this design. Well, you you seen my thermarest? They're old and big, and even on a trailer, that they're almost yeah. my thermarest yeah. fold up well, rolled up is bigger than the trailer. So ultimately, you just got to get to the twenty first century, of Sleeping pads, because all sleeping pads are like that. You know, are like that now. Yeah, the, the, my sleeping pads yeah. are from literally the nineties. Yeah, or the two, the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. But you know, they've got lots and lots of nights out in the woods on them, so right, they right. work. No, but just condensing. When you're trying to pack something into a trailer, and the actual rolled up sleeping pad is longer than the actual trailer, it does make packing a little a little hard. So, so I think the thing that I have to learn uh, with the trailer is how to pack it, you know, to where that things that you want are on top, things that you're not going to need to the campsite or at the bottom type of thing. And, you know, yeah, so that's sort of, sort of still my learning curve, but I've ridden it with 35 pounds in the trailer off on dirt through through the trail up through the housing here to the other to the new housing development, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. But like when you go down a hill and you kind of go up, and the trailer goes down the hill, and you're already on the flat, and the trailer's starting to hit, uh, start you you know uh-huh. you can feel mm-hmm. it, you can feel it kind of lunge like you lunge and you're pulling you. So you have to be aware of that. But as far as like tracking and going over bumps or going through things, it doesn't you don't other than it like there's a delayed bump behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you hit the same bump twice. But uh, so I don't think the learning curve on driving I did it. see a YouTube video um, where uh, these guys went on their trip and one guy did bring his trailer and halfway through the trip, the guy had to abandon the trailer. Really? Um, yeah, because um, it was just doing it. It behaves differently and it was just more difficult for him to climb. It was more difficult for him to get around turns and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I honestly feel it's going to depend on the trail. There's no way you could ride it, and I'm just, uh, it's just you, I couldn't drive a trailer up uh, distortion. Oh, no. No, you no, know? no. Um, I don't know that on some of the climbs when we, on our Thursday night ride for the cross, I don't think you I could pull the trailer. No. I don't and I know for a fact the trailer wouldn't track too well behind us on Sky Canyon. So I think carrying the trailer is going to be kind of just road or dirt road. 
Well, I think I think it's set up more for like fire road, right? Not yeah. not single tracks. Not single track. Yeah. And then if I wanted to do the single track, that's the reason I feel I'm adding the rack on the back that it's going to allow me at some point to put panniers or, you know, saddlebags on it. And then still deciding on the front, like, do I do the, the same setup that you have so I keep the uh, the fork option, the suspension? Well, fork? and then, but it, you also followed the whole bike packing. Uh, uh, agenda that you know they have the that roller bag um, uh, in front of your handlebar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I was looking at when we were talking about going originally for mm-hmm. my mountain bike. Got it. Is putting that up on the bars. We you showed me. Yeah, yeah. and, like, and Amazon. that's another ten liter bag. Uh-huh. Yeah. you do. And that's normally like on the on the handlebar bag is like I think JT and Cameron both say that's like where their tent sleeping bag and. All that stuff goes mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah, but man, their sleeping bags, it's crazy. Because, you know, you can spend some money on sleeping bags that will be, you know, a five-inch squared cube. Yeah. I mean, mine, right, I mean, mine's like a nine-inch, you know, nine-by-four, nine-by-five, yeah. you know? Like, that's, that's a 10-liter bag right yeah. there. And, like, that's my sleeping bag. And no, I am not going to spend four hundred dollars well, on I, a sleeping bag. Well, I have I have two twenty degree down bags that compact pretty small, which has allowed me to compensate when we've done our trips for like. Uh, How small though? So that's, uh, that's to me that looks yours, like right? eight. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's still eight inches, six inches, that's yeah. whatever. But with a compression bag. You know, the, yeah. you, the draw strings, I can make it half that. Can you? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've, I've used it when we've done mountaineering. Because seriously, JT's, when we went and froze to death, it was like four four by four or yeah, five by five. Didn't he say he was cold? He froze to death. Yeah. yeah. It was cold. <laughs> it well, was, then he has like enough. his, I mean, I'm putting words in his mouth. I can't remember what bag he said he had. But my 20 degree bag has served me well. And several, several, yeah, yeah. you know, mountaineering and, and snow trips, you know, and, and if it's, if it comes to that, that it can get a small and I'll, I'll carry a bivy sack that adds another 20 degrees to the bag, oh, you know, so right. with a bivy sack, which I can fold up pretty small. And then if I take that, then I wouldn't need a tent, you know, so I just yeah. now need a place to put the bivy sack, a sleeping right. pad and the, the sleeping bag. So. You know, then that that foregoes the whole tent situation. So it's just, and I think Jonathan summed it up best or said it best when he's like, I think it's going to depend on the trip and what the actual goals for the trip are. So, you know. So I am rather proud, though, of what I did with the gearing on the checkpoint. So the checkpoint again a gravel bike it's designed with the road gearing so it's got a, a double chain ring um and it was a, a 1134 tooth ca- uh, cassette yeah um and that sucker with the 34 34 was giving me like a 26 gear inch per pedal stroke and that is not enough so mountain biking our gear inches, the lowest, is like 20 gear inches, maybe even 19 at times, right? Uh-huh. 
and that's what allows us to climb. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so the gravel bike that was that was not working. Road bikes you you can't climb twenty percent grades on dirt. You know. Um, so I finally figured it out. I got a um, a, a derailleur hanger extender, and so it's made by Goatlink. Or it is, it's called Goat Link. I did that, which I was going to give me a bigger cassette ratio. Um, and then so I ended up putting on a 1142 cassette. Wow. You're huge. And there's no derailleur that can really handle that because the way the derailleurs are, you know, it's, it's, it's all about chain capacity. And so how much that derailleur cage swings. Um, and uh, at the end of it all, um, if you follow the parameters, the ca- the chain is too short. So if you ever put yourself in the 50, 42, like it would, the chain would bind up. Right. So ultimately, what do you do? You need a longer chain. But when you do have, need a longer chain, if you ever go into the other side of the spectrum and you're in the 34, 11, you know, your chain is all sloppy. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> nice. And my chain is sloppy in the 3411. That is a gear ratio that you should never be in in the first place. Right. So who cares? <laughs> and I, t- I tried it out just to see how much it would affect me. As long as I don't go in that one gear that I never go into anyways, yeah. mm-hmm. you're totally fine. That's cool. cool. And I totally get it from Shimano's perspective. They don't want they don't want you want you to to entertain that idea because you know you could then tell you know uh, make a, a a claim that their product sucks because <laughs> they didn't do things right right, right. Mm-hmm. but again we all know you shouldn't really be in that gear in the first place yeah so I literally have road gearing and mountain bike gearing in one bicycle wow that's awesome I'm stoked. <laughs> So, Vinny, yeah. I know that we talked about you, you know, maybe going on a trip with us and you you don't have an adventure bike. Would you would you go on your mountain bike if you could make just slight little adjust not adjustments but add-ons to it to carry some gear I or would, I would think it would ha- I mean if you guys are doing all road that would be really difficult for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't you, Don't be too don't be doubtful of that. You know, literally again, I, I fall asleep to just YouTube yeah. videos and stuff. Um, and, uh, there's this couple, Australian couple, uh-huh. uh, they literally are commuting on full suspension cross country bikes. Wow. Yeah. That's literally what they're doing. And they, they, they're, they're semi bike packing, which uh-huh. is, you know, the, the, Hello. The roll, the roll bags and stuff yeah. and whatever, and then there's just even uh, just have backpacks on. So I'd almost think, well, well, I mean, you know, the big slash. It's it's a big <laughs> run through the suspension. You know, it's, it's got a lot of travel. I'd almost think with that, unless I totally locked everything out, which that bike's not really comfy at that point. I mean, you know. Well, but but on that same, there we have a client, and this is what got me thinking that it's. It's doable? 100% doable because he does it on a carbine. 
Okay, well, then yeah. that's the same type of bike. I mean, he exactly. Do, he does yeah. it on a carbine. Is he, but with racks and everything? Or no, how? he does the bike packing rolls. He puts a saddle bag. Okay. A seat bag. So similar to what we were talking about. Yeah, he yeah. puts a roll on the front, a seat bag on the front, and then uh-huh. he has a like a um a t- two top two bags. They okay. call them, you know, jerry cans and gas cans. Yeah. No, no. Okay. So here's my one issue: the bike packing concept. In my opinion, is um, is the hello ultra lightweight backpacking concept? Right. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. That True. you know what? Like you're just you're never comfortable. Yeah. Well, that's true. You know, you, it's enough to get by. Whereas, like again, I want to be warm. All right. I when I'm sleeping, I want to have my two pound chair. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But there's no room for that in a bike packing. Yeah, uh, no, totally. concept. Well, Other, outside of the fact that you just wear a backpack too. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, you know, you, you've been involved, and we've talked about these trips, and you know, we're, we're talking about our bike builds. But it's like if we're able to all three of us get together and do a trip, I think yours. I think it's very doable mm-hmm. with with the steed or the horse that you have right now. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a few things that that you have to uh, obtain. But, you know, when I, when we did our adventure race, there was no such thing as like, you know, maybe there was, you know, we didn't know it at that time, but we did a 75 mile bike ride across the, you know, the, uh, the continental divide and we were carrying everything on a backpack. Wow. So you, you know, there, you give yourself to where not everything's on your back, you know, and then if you know somebody with a trailer, you know, you could throw a few things in a trailer yeah, you know, we just might have to make more stops. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I think with a trailer, that bike would be awesome because the weight's behind you. Yeah, yeah, and but you throw all that weight on that bike. I mean, obviously, if you you add air to suspension and all that, then you're yeah. good. Solid. See, because I was in the same boat. Like when JT and everybody was, you know, we were all talking about this a year ago, and a guy came in who literally did a three day trip with everything in a in a seat bag, a handlebar bag, and a top two bag on the carbine and it's like oh okay so it is doable on a 29 inch full suspension bike mm-hmm. i think you know anything if you if you have the gumption and the mm-hmm. and the and the will to for to anything's probably possible or you just steal the wife's credit card and buy a new one well you know she doesn't listen right oh sometimes but no, okay i mean to the podcast <laughs> i mean you know a 920 would be a nice bike right Oh man, I built that thing up. That's such. <laughs> and there's the 1120. 1120's awesome. The 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 racking's kind of weird, but I think it would serve its purpose. Uh, so I like the concept of the 1120, the uh-huh. Trek 1120. Um, the racking is beautiful. However, it's not an international, gar- no. you know, uh, um, uh, universal thing. If that rack, if one of those racks ever break, like. You can't fit just a universal rack on. Mm-mm. So I don't know oh. what they were thinking in that nature. We yeah. built one of those. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about now? Mm-hmm. The, what yeah. has the orange racking? Yeah. 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 So at least uh, like the 920, you know, you at least have semblance of that. Uh-huh. So we actually had a client. He bought a 920 and then he converted it to flat bars. And that's what I would do. I'm more comfortable on flat bars. Yeah. Yeah. But again, sometimes it's a weird thing. If you're going to do that, then why didn't you buy, you could have bought a dual sport. You could have bought, 
you know, a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy doing... with the, with the Marlin. Like I said, the only thing that I would ever think about changing just mm-hmm. because I like the look of the racks would be putting a rigid fork on it, honestly. So, and I still might if we're doing, you know, I think most of our trips that we've talked about, you know, are, are fire road or kind of road and not really technical single track or mountain biking per se that the rigid fork would be fine. And it gives you kind of that old school throwback. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There is yeah. a there's a there's a uh, clearance bike at work right now. That big steel thing, that uh, space cowboy or whatever it's called. Yeah, the all city. There something. you go. That'd be a perfect bike for me. Yeah, <laughs> crickets. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's seriously, like legit. You could, you could get away with a Marlin Five. Totally. No, you could. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> you could get away with a Verve. <laughs> Dude. So no, I'm getting away with a Marlin either six or seven. Yeah. So I mean, but it's, you've got carbon bars. I put carbon bars. It's pretty on awesome. It, so. Yeah. Just because. Um, well, uh, closing in on the end, but we we've sort of <coughs> talked about what we want to do with the adventure bikes and. Oh, we didn't talk about where we want to go. Yeah. So we still have several trips up in here. I think our first shakedown trip is going to be the Apollo Road to the 78 out towards Dripping Springs. Is that still kind of... Uh, is that the idea? Okay, hold on. So let's be specific about this. Um, we're in Lake Elsinore here. My thoughts were that you would actually start from my house on Canyon Hills Road. Now um, everybody knows where you live. There you go. Um, because you're on Bundy Road. Yeah. And Bundy Road is a death trap. Right. Yeah. So we won't do that. So we'll get out to Scott Road, ultimately. Scott Road, we can then hit some dirt on Rawson Road. And Rawson Road is going east and is taking us out to Deportola. Deportola, we then are able to go south and it will wind us into Highway 79, Pachanga Parkway. Yeah, but you're still talking about doing Pava Road, right? Yeah, and Pava's right there. Yeah. Right, yeah. So. De Portola slash Pava. Yeah. And then... Uh, that whole Ralston Road. That, we'd have to figure out the mileage on that. It seems like huge miles, though, no? Uh, it's probably going to be 30, 35 miles. Yeah. Maybe okay. I'll take the Land Rover and be support. And and meet us out there? Totally be support. Yeah, support vehicle. That would be awesome. Yeah. And that way you could go, too. Yeah, there you go. And you could just take your slash on a hitch. Oh, you're not do that. It just... can't be fun being a support vehicle for bicycles. Like, how do you do that, really? You just you like okay, hey, oh, okay, have fun, and I'll see you in ten miles. And you get there in ten minutes, and it's gonna be an hour and a half before we get there. Yeah, but he stops and drinks coffee and smells the roses. Apparently, so, so. yeah. Go get a frappuccino, Netflix yeah. or something. Yeah, Netflix <laughs> and chill in my car. Yeah. <laughs> So, but anyhow, but yeah, to, to get out to Dripping Springs and Dripping Springs campground is never really busy. Yeah. So that's kind of our goal. Yeah. Our first one. And then we haven't really figured out a multi a multi trip, but that's, that's in the work for the spring. So hopefully between now and the end of the year, mine's dialed and we're able to do, to do that trip. So that's, that's our goal. That should be our, our yearly trip goal for this year. Well, I, I see a, 
you know, uh, look, looking ahead into um, our schedules, uh, th there's definitely a backpacking trip that I might do solo in the next two weeks. Okay. Because I don't, I don't think your schedule is going to line up with mine. Not not right now. Yeah. yeah. So. But I'm I, I'm jonesing right now for. No, I this, a little this, getaway. This cool weather has me just like twitching to get out and do something, man. I don't know. So. Yeah. But so like next week, um, the the goal is to uh, to dive deeper into your Joshua Tree backpacking trip that you did, or your hike camping trip mm -hmm. that you Hike did camping. at Joshua Tree and uh yes, some, sir. Of the, some of the things you learned learned didn't learn unlearned or want to relearn and your takeaways yeah. from that trip and then maybe we can uh talk a little more about some uh our adventure maybe bikes and trips maybe some salad recipes yeah <laughs> oh i can bring those to you that'd be awesome <laughs> just as long as there's as long as it has vinegar it should have a good amount vinegar I don't yeah. know why it never occurred to me that I, what else would it have been? It, it's well, simple recipes: vinegar and oil, that and mm -hmm. then emulsify yeah, it, like a vinaigrette. Yeah, Italian dressing, right? Is a lot of vinegar. <laughs> See, I would have never thought that vinegar was an Italian dressing. I thought Italian dressing was just Italians. Was like that's messed up. <laughs> It's like just made gonna, of Italian. Just full of Italian. I didn't know. I it's didn't, gonna be hairy. I never thought about what the base of such things was. Okay, balsamic vinaigrette. Okay, I get it. But even then, like I don't even know, understand how just, the vinegar <laughs> does things with balsamic. Caesar, you know? you know Caesar dressing has anchovy paste, right? No, or just actual anchovies. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. A true Caesar dressing yeah, has a good one. Oh, a true one. A yeah. good one. Not a lot of garden one. Uh, they might. They They'll, might. You can tell. A lot of stuff at stores will have it too. Yeah. You just look at the ingredients. No, we're, we're, I do digress. <laughs> I look at ingredients, and there's a whole lot of letters <laughs> that you don't understand. Yeah. Speaking of letters that you don't understand, look right over there. <laughs> yeah, you can. That's it's an exit. It. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the weekend from here. So so get out there and have fun and enjoy it. And quite possibly make a vinaigrette. Get out of know. my house. <laughs> Good night. Hey, Jonathan, Vinny, thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks it's, for having it's, me. It's been fun. Uh, until next time. See ya.